Hey y'all, this is Jenny Veliki, and you're listening to the Swim Upstream Podcast, the podcast about intentional living against cultural norms. This week we're in episode two, the process of change. But before we get started, I want to tell you about what I'm learning this week. I shared last week that I am learning about sourdough starters. And what I've learned this week is that it's a lot harder than it sounds. I've had a lot of failure and a lot of dough that just doesn't want to do anything. So I'm going to start over. I'm going to try again. And in the meantime, I'm doing some yeast bread cooking. Once again, King Arthur Flour is helping me do that. So check the show notes for a link if you're interested in making your own bread. I know especially in the times we're living in now, bread is one of those things that's hard to come by. So if you'd like to make your own bread, check out the link in the show notes below. Now let's get started with today's episode. This week I want to talk to you about the process of change. How is it that I go about deciding what to change and then making that change? And really, it goes in four steps. Number one, recognize a need for change. Number two, research, research, research. Number three, remember to start small. And number four, reject the expectations of others. So let's get started. Number one, recognize a need for change. Before you can change anything, you have to know what it is you want to change. You have to know the what, the why, and the when. First of all, figure out what you need to change. What is it exactly that's causing a pain point or stress in your life right now? What is it that is most pressing, that is most in need of change? Now, all of us can look at our lives and think of 15 things that we wish were different. But if you could distill it down and narrow it down to one thing that's bugging you right now, that trips you up every day, that that just bothers you, what is that one thing? Maybe it's time. Maybe you feel like you don't have enough of it. It's stretched, stretched too thin. Maybe you feel like your schedule's too full. Your commitments are too many. And you just need some breathing room in your calendar. Or maybe it's money. Maybe instead of too many commitments and too much that you that's taking you away from home, maybe it's money where you feel like there's a shortage of cash coming in. Especially um, as I'm recording this, we are in the middle of COVID-19 quarantine. Um, My state will go into a stay-at-home order um, statewide in just a few days. And it has impacted a lot of people's jobs and a lot of people's finances. So maybe the thing that needs to change right now is your money situation. What exactly about your money situation needs to change? Do you need to get out of debt? Do you need to create more income? Do you need to... Find a second stream of income. Do you need to learn how to manage investments better so that you can retire at a certain age? 
What is it about money that might need to change? Or maybe it's just stress. Maybe it's stress over this quarantine that we're in. Or maybe it's just stress in general, trying to juggle the schedule and the money and the other things in your life. Maybe you have three kids under three in ho- at home and you don't see the light at the, tu- at the end of the tunnel. What if it was about managing stress? What would you change? Where is your biggest source of stress? So you need to figure out what exactly needs to change and try to be as specific as possible. And then when you come up with your, with your what, the next question is your why. Okay, you need to find more time. Why? Why do you need more time? What do you wish you had the time to do? What do you wish you could devote yourself to? What do you wish you could spend less time on? What do you wish your family was able to do as a group that maybe isn't possible right now? Why do you need to get out of debt? Do you have a dream to own your own business or to buy a house in the country? Do you have a dream to be able to vacation wherever you want? Do you just have a dream to be able to reduce hours at work? Maybe you just have a dream to be financially free. So once you figure out your why and you ask yourself what it is you want to change and why you want to change it, then you need to ask when you get there, what does it look like? How will you know that you've arrived at the change that you wanted to make? If you want more time, how are you going to know that you have more time once you have it? What will trigger the change? What will show evidence that you've created more time in your schedule? What will show that you have more money or cash flow? What will show that you've reduced your debt? Um, in the money situation, when, when you pay off a credit card, then you've reached that destination. Figure out what your destination is and figure out how you'll know when you get there. Until we make what we already know as SMART goals, they're simple, they're measurable, they're very specific, concrete things. Once we understand exactly what we're working for and why we want to work for it and when we'll get there, what it'll look like, now we can start going after it. So that leads us to step two, which is research, research, research. The first thing you're going to do is learn from reputable sources. This is not the time for Pinterest. I hate to tell you, but Pinterest is for creatives and bloggers and people who dream. It is not where you go to find factual-based research. There is a time and place for Pinterest, but this isn't it. So first you're going to go to factual sources of information. 
For example, let's say that you're wondering about homeschooling your child. You might want to go to the Department of Education website in your state and find out the laws for homeschooling. You might want to talk to an experienced homeschooler, not a mom who has little preschool kids who's been doing little Montessori things with them at home. I'm talking about a mom whose kids have been homeschooled for years. Find a veteran mom, a veteran homeschool mom, and ask her to be real with you about the expectations on your time and on your schedule and on your wallet to homeschool. Look up common philosophies of education like Charlotte Mason or Classical Conversations or the Waldorf Method. See if one of them really speaks to you and feels like a philosophy of education that you could devote time and attention and effort to. Google news articles, but take them with a grain of salt. You can find out a lot about what the world thinks of homeschooling by Googling news articles. One thing that I've thought was very interesting with the COVID quarantine is all these parents that have suddenly become homeschoolers. And just as a side note, let me tell you, you're not really homeschooling. You have not had the time and the ability to research and to develop an education philosophy and to choose curriculum and to set goals for your children that help them to succeed in the way that you've defined success for them. What you've been given is a packet from your school that somehow you have to complete while also working from home and maybe taking care of younger siblings. So please don't beat yourself up And please don't automatically decide that homeschooling is not for you based on your current experience. Trust me, it is not the same. Another thing that you can do is look at the Homeschool Legal Defense Association's website or local homeschool associations in your own area. These are going to give you um, good ideas about regulations, laws, things that are being discussed Um, around homeschooling and government and what your legal rights and responsibilities would be in your area. So the goal is to find as many unbiased sources as you possibly can. Another example I'll give you is vaccinations. Let's say that you have a child who is old enough now to begin vaccinations and you're not sure what you think about vaccinations, whether or not you would like to vaccinate your child. A good example of unbiased sources for information would be medical journals and the CDC website. When you go on those, you can specifically go to the CDC website and put in the name of the specific vaccine And you can see every single report that's ever been made about that vaccine, about adverse reactions, side effects, ingredients in the vaccine. Anything that you want to know is there on the CDC website. Medical journals, again, are factual information that are not biased. They're based on research and they're based on science. The place that you would not want to go at that point 
would be a either pro or anti-vax blog or website. Those are going to try to lean you in one way or the other. Um, and that's one thing that we also need to be aware of when we watch documentaries. There's no such thing as an unbiased documentary. The producer of that documentary wants to tell you a story, wants to present a side of something to you. And most times they are not unbiased. They're trying to lean you one way or the other. And they're doing that by building up anecdotal and factual information mixed together along with people and events that have happened so that they can try to convince you to think about something their way. So, this stage of your research is not the time to go to things like blogs and documentaries just yet. First, you need to do as many unbiased sources as possible. And again, be aware of where that information is coming from. Try to make sure that it is, it's not bent towards one view or another. Then, after you've done that research, then maybe read some biased information. But do it from both sides. Don't just listen to pro-vaccine websites and read all about the pros of how wonderful it is to vaccinate your children. Also go to the anti-vax websites and read all the cons that they have. And then you're better able to make your own decision because you've got the unbiased information and then you've read the things from both ends. And that kind of gives you more of a full spectrum of whatever it is that you're looking at at the time. Another thing to do at this point is to talk to other people who have experience with this. This is not the time to ask your mother-in-law what she thinks of homeschooling if she's never homeschooled her kids. This is the time to ask the veteran homeschool mom. This is the time to ask the person who has vaccinated or not vaccinated their kid what their experience was and what they thought of it. This is not the time to ask Aunt Sue for her opinion. So, remember to ask for experience, but only from people who have experienced it. You're asking for experience, not opinions at this point. So then once you've gotten all this information, it's very likely that at this point you're strongly leaning in one direction. And then you think, okay, well, I know all these things now and I need to decide what to do next. So that leads us to number three. Remember to start small. Ask yourself one question. What is one small step or action that I can take now that moves me towards my new path. It needs to be small. And when I say it needs to be small, it needs to be stupid small, y'all. Um, we got an exercise bike when we moved into our new house. And for a while that sat there because I would sit and look at it and I would think about 
before my knee surgery how I would go to the gym and I would ride for five, six miles at a time. And every time I looked at that bike, I thought five, six miles, five, six miles. I can't do five to six miles right now. I'm too tired. My knee is too sore. I'm not really sure that I have the stamina for that anymore. And so I would walk away and I wouldn't use my bike. Starting stupid small is spending enough time on my bike to get through one song on my playlist. Three minutes on a bike is stupid small. It's so small and so easy that you can't imagine shrugging it off. So think about your current situation, the thing that you're wanting to change, the thing that you've researched and you've come up with a new path. What is one very small thing that you could do that would set you on that path? Maybe there's something you need to eliminate. Maybe it means that you start opting out of commitments on your calendar. Maybe you go through your bank account and unsubscribe from all the monthly subscription things that you're doing. Or maybe you just pick one. Maybe you cut up a credit card. Or maybe you choose to set your phone down from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Stupid small. And the reason I say that stupid small is what you need to do is because small actionable change is sustainable. This is not the time to go big and go or go home. That doesn't apply here because all or nothing is not sustainable. You'll be gung-ho in the beginning and you'll be raring to go and you'll do well for a day or two and then one day you won't feel like doing so well but you'll white knuckle it through and then the next day maybe you find a reason not to and then you stumble and you lose your streak and it's really hard to pick yourself up at that point and start again so make your first move a small one for me in my house um, this looks like a lot of different things. I mentioned in the last episode that we like to cook from scratch. I had a great big dream and goal to not have any processed food in my pantry. But looking in my pantry when I made that goal, it seemed like a huge, huge step. And I absolutely did not want to go big or go home. I didn't want to go to the store and replace everything in my pantry with all natural whole foods that I suddenly had to cook from scratch all by myself. There's no way that would be sustainable. And so I started one thing at a time. I learned how to make spaghetti sauce from scratch. And once I started learning how to make that from scratch, I stopped buying spaghetti sauce. It was really that easy. And then once I mastered spaghetti sauce, then I in turn learned to master something else. Waffles. I made homemade waffles. And one by one, I learned all these different things to make from scratch. And today, 
I'm still learning. Hence the reason why I'm struggling with the sourdough starter and diving into yeast spreads. I'm still learning to cook from scratch, but I'm taking it one small sustainable step at a time. So, first, we need to recognize a need for change. Then we need to research, research, research. We need to remember to start small. And last but not least, we need to reject the expectations of others. I truly believe that this is probably the hardest of all. And this is where the podcast, I hope, is going to help you the most. Because if I can teach you anything, I want to teach you that what you do impacts your life more than anyone else's. This is not your mother's life. This is not your friend's life. This is not your neighbor's life. This is not Aunt Sue's life. This is your life. And the decisions that you're making and the life that you're building is the life that you will live. No one else should make those decisions for you. And the decisions you make should be based on what's absolutely the best for you and for your family. And so therefore, no one can make those decisions but you. And those decisions can't be made based on what others might think. And that's where I hope to give you the courage to swim upstream and live differently. Now, if you're a person of faith, of course, there are expectations and things that would go against the law of God, things that would be against your faith that you absolutely do not have the freedom to just go and do. And and I think if we're using common sense, we know those things instinctively. Um, this does not mean that you can reject the expectations of others and that when you're trying to go debt-free, that the way out of that is to rob a bank. That's not what I'm saying here. We don't want to break the law, and that would include God's law if you're a believer. But we also want to be sure that we're true to what is best for our families, not what other people expect us to do, not what other people say we should do, And especially not doing what everyone else is doing just because everyone else is doing it. It's okay to blaze a new trail. It's okay to let go of what the world says you have to be and to be who you are. So, together, let's get used to being different. Let's get used to stopping and recognizing a need for change researching how we can make that change remembering to start small and rejecting the expectations of others and when we do that we really can start living an intentional life against cultural norms because really being normal is just a setting on your dryer I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Swim Upstream, a podcast about intentional living against cultural norms. 
If you'd like to hear more, please press subscribe and leave a review so that others like you can see and hear more of what we're sharing here. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to keep swimming.